Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Let us pray. As water splashed across our face awakens us in the morn, may your word awaken us to your presence. Wash us in your wisdom, bathe us in your goodness, refresh us with your grace by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's scripture reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. At that time, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River so that John would baptize him. John tried to stop him and said, I need to be baptized by you, yet you come to me. Jesus answered, Allow me to be baptized now. This is necessary to fulfill all righteousness. So John agreed to baptize Jesus. When Jesus was baptized, he immediately came up out of the water. Heaven was opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God coming down like a dove and resting on him. A voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom dearly I love. I find happiness in him. The Word of God for the people of God. So January, New Year's, it's always that good time for confession and resolution, right? So I, I have to confess, um, there's a small amount of binge watching that happened over the uh, Christmas break in our house. There was, in fact, a lot of HGTV consumed. Um, and Patrick's looking at me right now saying, no, I consumed a lot of HGTV, leave Patrick out of this. Um, some of you have seen the HGTV shows. I can tell you it really doesn't matter which show you're watching. At some point, they're all kind of the same. Because really, all you're watching the HGTV show for is the before picture and the after picture. Yes, some of you know this. You want to know how bad it can be and how beautiful they can make it. I even had Jake pull some of these for some of you who have not been binge watching Fixer Upper or Flip or Flop, right? Okay, so somebody actually bought this house. They didn't just bulldoze it. This is before, after. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another house before. I would have run screaming personally, but after. <sighs> I know, it's amazing what they can do. They can take something that looks like this before? Ooh, yeah. People leave stuff in these houses. And after, it looks like, <sighs> like someplace you'd actually want to live. The before pictures and the after pictures are astonishing. That, that great transformation from the before that just makes you want to run screaming to the after that is the house we all kind of envy. That before and after, we all really love it. And I will confess that sometimes when I watch the show, I catch about the first two or three minutes where they find the house, and I tune in for the last minutes when they're doing the walkthrough. And somewhere in the middle, I find lots of time to do laundry or dishes, or you, you tune out for that center part. And so it's easy to forget that there is a lot of hard work that happens between before and after. There's, there's a good seminary word for this, that space that comes between before and after, that transition space. We call it a liminal space. Sometimes we call it a rite of passage. 
There's always something in the gap between before and after, and generally it's the hard work. Today's story is actually one of those spaces, one of those rites of passage, those middle grounds. Before this story, if you're reading Matthew's gospel, lots of stuff happened to Jesus, or it happened around Jesus, right? We have angels talking to his parents, we have kings who come to visit, we have Joseph taking the family to Egypt, but, but Jesus is kind of a silent figure. After this story will be Jesus' public ministry. After this is all of the actions and the words that have come to mean so much. This is that moment of transformation in between. We always read this text on the baptism of the Lord Sunday. Um, Your preachers are bad, so we actually missed it. It was last Sunday. It's okay. We're picking it up. Um, But some scholars get a little fuzzy. Certain theological bents are uncomfortable equating Jesus' baptism with our baptism. Because they rightly point out that Our baptism is is about the remission of sin, and Jesus didn't sin, not before this, not after this, and so there's kind of something different happening. But that means that baptism is only about the remission of sin. Now, don't call the Board of Ordained Ministry. Yes, remission of sin happens at baptism, but there's something more going on as well. See, when we, when we only think about it as sin, we fall into that same confusion along with John, right? Jesus knows that he's looking for this, this transformation, this rite of passage, and he comes to his cousin, his kinsperson. He comes to someone he knows, someone who's been doing baptism for the community for some time. If we backed up about a verse, we would hear from John's own mouth that he talks about baptism as a moment of repentance. He talks about it as getting rid of sin, but he also uses this word, metanoia, in the Greek. That might sound familiar. We we get another word from metanoia, metamorphosis. More familiar? Even John, when he's calling people to baptism, talks about it as this metamorphosis, this transformation. Jesus comes to the river knowing that it will be a place of transformation, knowing that it's the space between the before and the after. And isn't it the same for us? When we talk about baptism, it isn't just a shower for the spirit. Baptism is that outward sign of the hard work the Holy Spirit has been doing within us. It is that middle space, that space of transformation between what we were, but also going into what we will be. You know, I think it would be really interesting if HGTV would launch a new show where they would go back to houses they did like 10 years ago. Can you imagine what they would look like? Has anybody ever renovated their house? 
Okay, okay. one honest person, yes. <laughs> so sometimes when you do a renovation, what happens if you renovate the house, if you clean out all the guck, if you put the new roof on, you redo the kitchen, you take out the shag carpeting and put down the hardwood floor, and then you don't touch it for 10 years or 20 years. Believe me, the sunken living room was cool at one point. If we just think about baptism as that one moment, that box that's been checked, and then we never touch it again, we miss the way in which it forms us. It transforms us for all of our life. What were the words that Jesus heard in that moment? You are my child, beloved, with whom I'm well pleased. I don't know, maybe your life is perfect, but in my life, occasionally, I need to be reminded that not only have I claimed God, but God has claimed me, that I am beloved, that God can be well pleased with what I do. I need to be reminded that I am transformed and a new creation, that the renovation wasn't done and left, but the maintenance is ongoing. As I was reading this week, I, I came across a story of a young man named Kyle. And what stuck out to me about Kyle's story wasn't how unusual it was, but in fact how very normal it was. I think there's a Kyle in every church everywhere. See, Kyle's family uh, got bounced around a lot. Dad's job was one of those where you get transferred. I know this community knows nothing about that. Um, so they came to somewhere over the rainbow, United Methodist Church, when Kyle was in the fifth grade. And they, they would come now and then when there wasn't a baseball game or they hadn't been late out on Saturday night or the Texans weren't playing. They, they kind of, you know, were in and out as most families are. Um, but around the end of eighth grade, the pastor came to Kyle and his family and said, well, we do a thing called confirmation in ninth grade and we love for you to be a part. It's a year long class. Why don't you just come to the meeting and, uh, and do, see if you want to participate. So Kyle and his parents came and they were really excited and they didn't run away when they saw the covenant that said you had to come to church twice a month and you had to make it to every confirmation meeting and you had to do a service project and a mission. In fact, not only did they sign the covenant, but they kept it really well. It was pretty rare that Kyle ever missed an event. And and he liked the class. He made friends, they, he formed relationships, he was one of the best students. And because Kyle hadn't been baptized, it was really exciting when they got to Confirmation Sunday. And that church somewhere UMC got to gather around and see him baptized and confirmed. And then next Sunday, no Kyle. And the Sunday after that, no Kyle. It went on for a couple of weeks before the pastor just called and said, hey, can I come sit and talk with you? He said, we miss you. 
Kyle's mentor misses him. We kind of thought, you know. And the mom was very nice, very polite, and said, oh, well, we just kind of thought Kyle was done. I mean, it's, it's not shocking. Don't, don't feel bad. Uh, there's an old preacher joke about how do you get mice out of the sanctuary? You confirm them. <laughs> this, is a, this is an ongoing phenomenon, and, and it misses the point of baptism. The moment is important, but it isn't a box that is checked and done. It is the start of a life. It is that moment when we get claimed by God and we begin our discipleship journey. It's a moment that gives us access to the water. There's a reason where a lot of churches in the beginning of the year will do remembrance of baptism. They will come again to this water to remember where their life springs from, to keep that transformation ongoing, to know that God is not yet done with them, but indeed that the water continues to refresh and guide and make new each day. Today is just the beginning of our conversation. Over the next three weeks, we'll keep looking at, at how baptism forms us and informs the way we interact with others. But if it's a moment you need to remember, then I invite you. Next week, we're going to do a remembrance of baptism service. It'll be for the whole congregation, but I know some feel like they just need that moment to touch the water, to remember, to be claimed again. So if you'd like to participate in that way, come and talk with Peter or LM or I this week, and we'll get you plugged in. But this is an exciting season, a season that no matter how you got to this point, whether you came coasting down the river or it's felt a little bit more like white water or coming through the washing machine, it's a season to take a rest and a breath and to remember that God has called you beloved and can be well pleased. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Friends, Chapelwood United Methodist Church exists to help ourselves and others take their next step in their faith journey with Christ. Uh, along those uh, lines, that next step may be for you uh, contacting one of the pastors and uh, being a part of that baptismal remembrance uh, next Sunday. Uh, it, it, um, sometimes it's hard for us to understand exactly what a baptismal remembrance would look like, uh, but as the whole congregation remembers their baptism next Sunday, um, you would be someone who would be a little bit closer uh, to the water and would participate in the liturgy in just a little bit of a different way, uh, so as to wade in a little bit further uh, and to feel that presence of God claiming and naming you again. 
Uh, also, um, this week we sent out a letter uh, reminding folk uh, about our pledge uh, campaign. Uh, it, the pledge campaign has been really kind of subtle and soft and behind the scenes. Um, if you were part of the State of the Church conversation last week, uh, you know that um, one of the gifts of this congregation is great generosity. Uh, and so um, it's not that we are uh, worried uh, about um, uh, the income of the church, but just having a pledge card from you would let us be able to forecast uh, what, we'll, uh, what the giving will be and allow us to set a budget that's um, responsible and uh, good stewardship. Uh, so if um, you need to, you can fill that out online, uh, or um, uh, I'm sure there are some back by the ushers uh, station. Um, if today's the day that you'd like to join this congregation, we'd love to have you. And maybe today is the day that you'd like to tell somebody uh, that you've uh, committed your life to Christ, uh, accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Uh, we'd love for you to come down for either of those issues um, uh, during our closing hymn. Uh, our closing hymn is Wash, O God, Our Sons and Daughters. Uh, David Hill, will you come and lead us in our closing song? But for now, if you would join hands, find a new friend, an old friend, a neighbor, and hear this benediction. Water washed and spirit born, we are indeed children of God, called and claimed. Let us go forth from this place. Let us share the water of life that we have found. And wherever its flow may take us, may we be sure in the knowledge that we are indeed beloved. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.